1: Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty, hi-oh, silver! The Lone Ranger! for a good many days, the Lone Ranger and his Indian companion, Tonto, had been riding northward with little rest. It was not until they were almost at their journey's end that Tonto finally asked a question that had bothered him since they left their
2: camp in the Enchanted Hills. A yes. you not say where we're or
3: why we ride to north? <laughs>
2: Hello. I wanted to see how long it would be before you'd ask me that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you waited a long time. Oh, if you'll not want to say... I'll I... tell you now. We're going to Fort Laramie. Fort Laramie? Yes. You've heard of it, of course. Oh, me here, Fort. But why we go there? You remember some days ago we stopped at the mission to see the Padre? Ah? Uh-huh. While you were out watering the horses, the Padre showed me a letter from Colonel Howard, who's in command at Fort Laramie.
3: Colonel Howard, him
2: same one who was at Fort Davis. Yes, Colonel Howard asked the padre to get in touch with me. The letter had arrived that morning and said that Colonel Howard was very anxious to see me personally. Well, him not have you ride long distance, but not important. He must have. Yes, I know, Toto. I feel certain it must be a very important matter. That's why we set out immediately. We'll uh, reach Fort Laramie by sundown if we push a bit. Anxious to know why the colonel sent for me. Come on, Silver. Let him
1: It was a little before sunset when the Lone Ranger and Tonto drew
2: rain on the outskirts of Fort Laramie. Oh, sir. Oh, oh, God, oh, oh, uh, why? Why we stopped him, Mr. Abby? Before approaching the fort, Tonto, I want to put on this disguise under my mask. Oh, that, that wise. Let me help you. I'll get the kit from my saddlebag. Here. here, hold my mask, Tonto. Ah, let me take it. I'll apply a bit of this buried dye you made up. No, you put scar on face, maybe? Yes, I'll have you fix that in a minute. Just a second till I get down across here. There. Uh, I'll hold the mask while you make a scar across my cheek.
3: Uh, well, that not take long. Here,
2: your mask. No, thanks. Make the scar realistic-looking, Tonto. Uh, uh, you do it. As soon as you finish, I'll put the mask on again, and we'll ride on to Fort Laramie. Mm-hmm.
1: It was a short time later when one of the troopers at Fort Laramie entered the
4: colonel's quarters. Colonel Howard, sir. Well, Corporal, what is it? The guards are outside with two men. What have they done? Who are they? One's a masked man; the other an Indian, sir. They said they came to see you. The masked man sent this in, sir. Huh? He seems certain that you'll see him, Colonel. A silver bullet. Of course, I'll see him at once. I've been waiting for him to arrive. But he's masked. Sir. I know, I know, but he's not an outlaw. He wears that mask for a certain purpose. Ask him to ride in. Yes, sir.
2: Colonel Howard will see you, sir. Thank you, Colonel. Hello. You right wait for the horses. Ah. You wait out here. Well, Colonel, it's good to see you
4: again. Uh, I have been hoping you'd come, sir. Please sit down. Thank you. <laughs> I know you're wondering why I asked you to
2: come here. Yes, Colonel, I am. I knew, of course, that it must be something of importance.
4: It is very important, sir. I'll come to the point as quickly as I can. Of course. Fort Laramie is situated in very rugged country, as you know. Yes, that's right. The mountains are infested by one of the most ferocious and hostile of all Indian clans, the Utes. I know. And the surrounding plains hold an ominous array of savages from other tribes. Remnants of the Arapaho, Kiowa, Apache, Cheyenne, and the Sioux, who are still hostile to us.
2: I've heard there's been a great deal of trouble between here and Denver with hostile
4: Indians. That's true. So far, we've managed to keep them well in hand around Laramie. But it means continued vigilance on the part of my troopers to keep the Indians in check.
2: I can well believe that, Colonel.
4: On the other hand, this territory has become a stronghold for outlaws.
2: Yes, so I've heard.
4: My orders from Washington are to handle the Indians. And frankly, it's a big order to fill right now in this territory. Oh. The sheriff of Albany County has his hands full with roving bands of outlaws around Cheyenne.
2: How can I be of help to you, Colonel?
4: Well, on three occasions within the last two months, outlaws have successfully held up Union Pacific trains coming west. On two of those holdups, they got supplies and payrolls coming here to the fort. I see. In spite of our vigilance, we had soldiers guarding the last shipment. The trains were wrecked and the supplies and money taken. That particular band of outlaws have no regard for human life, nor for government property or the possibility of government reprisal.
2: You believe those hold-ups were the work of the same outlaws? Yes, decidedly. How could they find out about those shipments?
4: Well, either someone on the other end in St. Louis sends them word, or someone right here at the fort is disloyal. I see. You're expecting another shipment soon? Yes, day after tomorrow. I'm expecting a carload of new rifles along with the payroll. Who else here at the fort knows about it besides you and myself, Colonel? Just Lieutenant Hill, one of my junior officers, but I'll vouch for his loyalty any time. Just what is it you expect I can do, Colonel? I'm hoping you can prevent somehow a repetition of those hold-ups, sir. I know it's expecting a great deal. I'll do all I'm... I can, Colonel.
2: Oh, uh... Have you told others of the fact you sent for me?
4: Uh, No. I left orders that if a man of your description should come here, you were to be admitted at once. I
2: see. If anything comes to my attention, Colonel, I'll get in touch with you right away. Thank you, sir.
4: Knowing that you are here is a great relief to me.
2: Thanks for your confidence. Adios, sir. Goodbye, sir.
1: Meantime, in a hideout in the mountainous region outside of Laramie, a heavy-set man by the name of Greg Beeler, an outlaw chief, sat in his headquarters talking to a hard-featured young man who had just
3: entered. Well, Nolan, get any news for me this time?
0: That depends on what you call news, Greg. Lieutenant Hill was by to see my sister again last night.
3: Did you find out anything?
0: Yeah. He said he couldn't stay; just came into the settlement to pick up an important dispatch at the telegraph office.
3: Mm. That must mean another shipment is ready to leave for Fort Laramie.
0: That's what I figured. I questioned my sister Judy and found out that the lieutenant isn't going to get to see her any time Friday. That's three days from now.
3: Uh, The only days he misses seeing Judy is when the payroll and supplies are coming in. Those are the days he always has to stay right at the fort. Yep, that's right. (laughs) then that means a payroll and stuff is coming on the westbound Friday afternoon. (laughs) That's the way I figured, too. (laughs) That romance the lieutenant is having with your sister is sure to our advantage. They don't realize that between them, they give us enough information to figure out things.
0: That isn't all, either, Greg.
3: No? What else you find out?
0: Well, I was sort of joshing Hill about the troopers having their hands full and needing reinforcements out here. Well? Well, he said it was impossible for them to get more troopers for a while... But that after this week, they'd be in a better position to handle the Indians and outlaws.
3: What do you make of that?
0: I was thinking he meant maybe they were getting plenty of ammunition and rifles in that new shipment.
3: Nolan, I bet you hit it that time. I'm going to get some of the others in here. We'll lay plans for wrecking and robbing that Friday (laughs) west.
1: After leaving the fort, the Lone Ranger and Tonto went into the hills and made camp. The Lone Ranger told his Indian companion the result of the meeting
2: with Colonel Howard. You think maybe Lieutenant take word to outlaws, Kimasabi The Colonel says he trusts Lieutenant Hill, Tonto. Of course, it's possible that Hill is disloyal in spite of how the Colonel feels about it. Oh, well, that's right. I'll get a description of Hill. Then we can keep an eye on him. The outlaws are getting information from someone. That's certain. Huh. Ah. I'll talk to the colonel again in the morning. Outlaws are planning to hold up that train. We've got to get a line on them.
1: The following day at the fort, the Lone Ranger saw Lieutenant Hill. Later, he described him to Tonto and assigned the Indian to follow Hill whenever he left the fort. While the Lone Ranger searched the nearby hills for any possible outlaw hideout. It was late afternoon of the next day when Tonto followed the lieutenant from the fort to Judy Nolan's house. A short time later, from a nearby hiding place, Tonto saw a man come out of the house and ride hurriedly
2: away.
0: Yeah,
2: here, here! Ah, there go, fella. Maybe him take message to
3: Outlaw from Lieutenant Hill. <laughs> Easy Scout. Easy fella. We follow him. Maybe we find out something off, Scout!
1: Tonto followed Nolan for several miles. Finally, coming around a bend in the trail, he discovered Nolan was not in sight. Since the trail was hard and dry, Tonto had to stop to check on the hoof prints of Nolan's
2: horse. Oh, Scout, oh, father. Oh? Yeah. We look for signs, Scout. Here. Uh, yeah. Here, old prince. Fella, go on trail further. Uh, uh,
1: get him up, the Otto rode on slowly, watching for the place where Nolan had possibly turned off the trail. He approached a spot along the trail where there were many boulders on the hillsides. Suddenly... <laughs> oh, scum. Oh, fella. Easy, fella. Turn around and go back and get her a failure from the left.
0: I got you covered from behind this boulder.
1: Tonto heard the voice, but he couldn't see Nolan, who was well hidden behind one of the boulders. He sat motionless for a moment, feeling that perhaps if he did turn around to go back, he might get a bullet between his shoulders from behind. You
0: heard what I said, Indian? Turn around and get going!
1: The Indian's keen eyes moved in the direction from which the voice had come. This time, Tonto saw the glint of a gun over the top of one of the low boulders. Then his motionless figure sprang into fast
2: action. May not turn back!
1: Continue our story. Tonto's sudden decision to stay and fight had taken Nolan by surprise. As he threw shots in Nolan's direction, the Indian took advantage of the moment to ride behind a large boulder just off the trail.
4: Get him up, Scout! Oh, Scout, hold the leg. Hold. oh fellow! <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, him
2: plenty surprised, Scout. <laughs> Ah, oh, fellow riding away in a hurry. Maybe lead us into another ambush. We go back and tell Lone Ranger. Get him up, Scout.
1: Later, Tonto met the Lone Ranger
2: and told him what had happened. So you think the man you followed might have been going to the outlaw hideout with a message from Lieutenant Hill, Tonto? Uh huh. It seemed that way to me. You did right in not following him further. If he did go to see the outlaws, they would have waited for you in ambush. Ah, yeah, that's right. They'd go to the fort and report the matter to Colonel Howard. Easy big fellow. Right, scout, easy, Come on, Come t- Scout!
1: When the Lone Ranger and Tonto arrived at the fort, they were shown to the Colonel's office. Two men were there, Lieutenant Hill and Jim Nolan, whom Tonto recognized as the man he had followed. The colonel explained.
4: Jim Nolan came to Lieutenant Hill and reported that he had been followed by an Indian on the trail to his mining claim in the hills. Now he says the Indian was Tonto.
2: That's right, it was him. That's right. Me think maybe you outlaw.
0: (laughs) That's a funny one. I can vouch for Jim Nolan, sir.
4: I see. Lieutenant Hill is engaged Nolan's sister, Judy. Naturally, he knows Jim very well. Tonto
2: seems to have made a mistake, as you said, Colonel. He saw Nolan riding into the hills... Becoming suspicious followed. I understand there was shooting.
0: Sure. As soon as I found out an engine was following me, I decided not to take any chances. I warned him with a bullet and told him to turn back. That's right. Well, fortunately, no harm was done. Jim came right here to the fort and told me about it. Thing your friend might be a hostile Indian. If I was in with outlaws, I sure wouldn't come here like that, mister. Maybe not. Why do you say that?
2: Oh, no reason at all. Forget it, Nolan. Well, Colonel... We were coming to report the same incident, so there's no need for us to stay longer.
4: The colonel tells me you're trying to help us There's out no a... need to mention that now, Lieutenant. Of course, sir.
2: We'll leave now. Goodbye, Colonel.
4: Goodbye, sir. Malone.
2: Well, Tonto... Finding the lieutenant and that Nolan fellow there with a the colonel was a surprise. Mm, that's right, Kemosabe. The lieutenant talks too freely in front of Jim Nolan. You think him tell truth about going to mine claim? Could be. But I'm still not satisfied about either him or the lieutenant. Uh-huh. And what we do now, Kemosabe? Those two are working together for the benefit of outlaws. They'll be on guard against us from now on. We'll camp for the night. Tomorrow's the day the payroll train comes through. Get up at dawn and investigate the railroad right-of-way between Red Gap and Fort Laramie, where the other holdups took place.
1: That night, Jim Nolan made a report to the outlaw chief, Greg Beeler.
0: Greg, I come out to tell you there's a masked armory with an engine who are here to help prevent a hold-up. Masked hombre, you say? Yeah, rides a big white stallion. Seems to have the run of the fort, too. Yeah, hey, that sounds like the Lone
3: Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Who's he? Hey, look, Nolan, I've been around. When I was riding trail south here a year ago, I heard about a mass hombre riding a big white stallion. Seems he works on the side of the law. He's got a mighty terrific reputation. Holy smoke. Then I'll bet that's him, all right. Yeah. We'll have to watch our
0: step. The engine started to follow me out here this afternoon. What? Now, calm down. Don't get excited, Greg. But if you got a line of where you were coming, you will tip off that mass man. <laughs> I'm smarter than you think. I doubled back and went to the fort to report that I was followed on the trail to my mining claim by a hostile Indian. Did they fall for that? Sure. And the mass man and engine come in while I was there. The colonel and the lieutenant convinced them it was all a mistake.
3: Good. You know, they were smart on your part, Well, Marty?
0: The men are ready to ride to the canyon, Greg.
3: The moon's come up, so it'll be easy doing what we have to do. Good. I'll go along to see that it's done right. Sure. You'll have to tell us just how it's to be fixed. Uh, want me to go along, too? No. You better get back home. Just in case someone's snooping on you. Come out and join up with us in the morning. All
0: right. All right. <laughs> We'll get those rifles and payroll in spite of that masked man. See you in the morning.
1: The following morning, the Lone Ranger and Tonto left camp at dawn and rode toward the hills. What Colonel planning to do, Kimusabi?
2: If Crane come today with payroll... Maybe even have troopers waiting for outlaws. The colonel plans to send what few troopers he has available to Red Gap to board the train, Tonto. Others will be at the station to unload the rifles when they arrive. Uh, You think maybe outlaws try to hold up train? That's hard to say. But since they were successful twice, there's every reason to believe they'll attempt it again. The colonel thinks so, or he wouldn't have sent for us. Uh, That's right. I... uh... Didn't like the looks of Jim Nolan last night when we met at the fort. I still think his connection with Lieutenant Hill is a perfect setup for getting information to the outlaws. Well, if You not trust Nolan? Why we not watch at his house some more? Nolan would be on guard. He'd lead us on a wild goose chase while the outlaws went ahead with their plan. Oh, that's right. Oh, we've got hope on that. might oh. be stopping Kimisali? There's the railroad oh. tracks just ahead of us, Tonto. Ah. Oh,
3: Tracks run through small rocky canyon just head.
2: Yes, I know. You take the trail that goes around that ridge, Toto. I'm going to ride through the canyon to inspect the right of way. We'll meet at the other end. Uh uh-huh. Keep your eyes open. Come on, Sir
3: Come on, Scout.
1: Ranger moved slowly onto the right of way and followed the railroad tracks into the canyon. The steep, slanting sides of the small canyon were covered with large boulders and scrub brush providing a secure hiding place and vantage point for anyone who might want to watch the railroad tracks below. Easy, big fella. Thinking Silver's whinny had been a warning, the Lone Ranger glanced keenly at the slopes on each side but saw nothing. Then once again he fastened his eyes on the right of way suddenly he saw something that set his nerves tingling. The spikes had been removed from one small section of the rails, enough to throw the train which was due at any moment smashing into the rocky side of the canyon. The Lone Ranger didn't change his expression or Silver's pace. He knew now that Silver's whinny had been a warning. A warning that the many boulders hid outlaws waiting to swoop down on the wrecked train. He knew, too, that they were probably watching him, waiting to see if he discovered their plan. Fella. Slowly he rode onward, giving no sign of what he had discovered until he heard a sound that called for immediate action.
2: The train's coming. I'll we'll have to stop it before it comes around the bend. Moon, Silver! Get out! Get out silver sprang
1: forward and raced along the right of way. Bending low over the pommel of the saddle to avoid the flying bullets, the Lone Ranger urged his gallant horse to greater efforts. That's the big fella!
0: Moon, Silver!
1: In a short space of time, the masked rider rounded the bend out of reach of the outlaw bullets headed for the canyon opening beyond which he could see the oncoming train. Removing his neckerchief, he waved it over his head as he rode in the middle of the tracks toward the shrieking iron monster. They've got to
2: stop. They've got to.
0: Come on, fill
1: Meantime, in the cab of the train, a trooper stood beside the engineer.
3: Look at that. A masked man on a white stallion, plumb in the middle of the tracks. If that fool outlaw thinks he can stop this train, he's crazy. Give him some lead, soldier, as we go by. Yeah,
2: there might be others waiting just... he that's the masked man who was at the fort, the colonel's friend.
4: What do you mean? Stop the train, stop it quick. All right, if you say so.
2: Whoa. The tracks have been tampered with. The canyon's full of outlaws. Story, Macro, we'd have been wrecked. How many troopers are on the train? About 20. Back in the first car. We all got on at Red Gap. Get those troopers off now. Then back the to train to Red Gap. Hurry before the outlaws have a chance to get their horses. Right.
0: I got a few here to give them warning. Have them come on the run. Oh. Come, oh, come, oh.
2: Keep a topic. Huddle! Take a couple of troopers. Right along the left rim of the canyon. Scatter any outlaw horses you find there. Hurry. Uh, me do to Send a couple of troopers along the right rim to do the same thing. Then the rest of us will go into the canyon.
1: Hey. Leaving silver ground hitched at the edge of the canyon, the lone ranger moved into the canyon on foot with the troopers. He had them scatter, spreading out along the sides of the canyon, firing at anybody they saw among the boulders. Moving slowly forward, the troopers made every shot count. The Lone Ranger in the lead was determined that none escaped. The troopers were amazed and encouraged to see the way he disregarded the danger of whining bullets.
2: Oh, let them get up to the rim.
1: Moving amongst the boulders with blazing guns, the Lone Ranger finally came upon the man he had hoped to find,
2: Jim Nolan. Nolan, you're the one man I want. it's
0: the man's man.
2: No, you won't. Drop your gun, you. I'll give I you the same. Your plan failed. Troopers haven't let one man escape. The fight's over. You and a few others, Nolan, have some explaining to do to the colonel. Later in the colonel's headquarters at Fort Laramie... Colonel, I'm glad that Nolan has cleared Lieutenant Hill of any
4: disloyalty by his confession. I'm sure the lieutenant will be careful of what he says from now on when he visits his lady. Colonel, uh, I didn't realize Jim Nolan could do such a thing. He took advantage of your friendship, Lieutenant. and is smart enough to figure things out without having you say much. I'm sure, though, that Miss Nolan is all you think she is. It's unfortunate that she has such a weak brother. Thank you, sir.
2: Tonto is waiting outside, so I'll leave now, Colonel. Well,
4: thank you for what you've done, sir.
2: Thanks are necessary.
4: Adios. Good bye, Goodbye, sir.
2: Colonel, I, I've never met a man like him before. You've never told me
4: exactly who he is. And frankly, I don't know, Lieutenant. All I do know is that he's known far and wide throughout the West as the Lone Ranger. Are you still there?
1: This is a George W. Trendle production directed by Charles D. Livingston, edited by Fran Stryker, and the part of the Lone Rangers played by Brace Beamer.